Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hola, I am Dan Day on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, and this is a feel-good Friday. Why does it feel so good? Well, I normally say because the weekend is here, but it feels even better because it's a three-day weekend, and it feels the best because if you've been on one of those four-month weekends, well, things are starting to open up. So now maybe you can actually go out and feel good as long as you're pretty safe about it. Going to have some of that good reggae music on the way to make you feel good, plus the Joe Rose Show. Going to be talking NFL with Mike Florio, Dan Levitard Show, the A-Rod Jeter feud. They'll dive into that. Then Hawk and Crowder are going to have some of this for you. Think the chicken tender subs, and I love public subs. I think the chicken tender subs, they took on this life of their own. I think they're a little bit overrated. (laughs) Wow. Bull butter. Bull butter. Yeah, I think they're a little overrated. Everyone's going to have an opinion on that one. That is, of course, later in the show. But right now, well, let's do it. Let's do some headlines. Legendary jazz coach Jerry Sloan has passed away at age 78. The cause of death is Parkinson's disease and Louis body dementia. In wake of Paul Pierce's recent indifference to LeBron James, Mike Miller jokingly tweeted that Pierce considers him a top five dunker of all time. Miller and LeBron were teammates here in Miami. Davin Gachow says it's nice the Dolphins have a lot of potential, but nothing good will happen without hard work. The D lineman is entering a contract year. Robert Kraft auctioned off his Super Bowl 51 ring for over a million dollars. Proceeds are going to charity. Bundesliga's back. The German Soccer League has matches all weekend in front of no crowds. The Canes have been named a finalist for Palmetto Highs. Brashard Smith, the wideout slash running back, runs a 4-4-40 and would be part of the 2021 class. And now, after a long week, you've earned it. Let's step into the day spa. (sighs) After a night out drinking with friends, a Peruvian mayor laid down in a coffin and played dead in order to avoid arrest for breaking lockdown laws he put into effect. I don't know about you, but I'd vote for this guy in a heartbeat. Amid the coronavirus outbreak, a Missouri store has repurposed its salad bar as a booze-slash-cereal-slash-candy bar. Ooh, be still my beating heart. An Australian man is drawing some heat after putting his house up for sale, but many believe his man cave shed in the back is nicer than the actual house. Why not pretty up the man cave? That's where the magic happens. 
Now on the weather, tonight's forecast calls for a chance of rain with temperatures around 80. The NFL, it just keeps on trucking. Like there's coronavirus, not to be worried about at all in this world. Hopefully we will have NFL football, hopefully we'll have football, basketball, baseball, soccer, Australian rules football, badminton, volleyball, beach volleyball. Everything will return very soon. Joe Rose Show, though, they focused in on the NFL this morning with Mike Florio talking about the new rules the league is planning to try to implement and vote on. Also, money in the NFL. Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, is it a match made in heaven? Who will lead the Dolphins at QB and keeping it Rosen? Your thought on the owners passing this vote on May 28th for the onside kick alternative of 4th and 15. You think it passes or not? Well, you know, there's growing support for it, which is good. I like it. I think they should just get rid of the kickoff altogether and use a 4th and 15 play. You can punt. You can go for it. You can run a fake punt. You could send out your regular offense and do the Ben Roethlisberger, Randall Cunningham pooch punt. There's all sorts of different things you can do. If they want to make the kickoff play as safe as possible, just get rid of it. Now they have concerns about the punt play. Anytime guys are running at full speed, maximum force, and colliding with each other in opposite directions, that's a problem. I like the 4th and 15 alternative to the onside kick because the onside kick is much harder to recover given the current procedures for lining guys up and not letting guys have a running start. It's just harder and harder to recover an onside kick. So I like this as the alternative. And I I hope they give it a try. It may be something that they do for a one-year basis. You know, we've seen that plenty of times where a rule gets passed for one year and then it requires 24 votes to continue it for the second year. Once you have a rule that's in for good, it takes 24 votes to get rid of it, which is not the easiest thing to do. So I'd like to see them do it on a one-year basis and we can see how it works. There's a lot of defensive coordinators that don't like you. You're going to mess up those two-score prevent defenses that loosen up and try to burn the time and, and all that. Now they got to go right back on the field, and all of a sudden we dominated all but two minutes, and we end up losing by giving up two scores in the last two minutes. You're going to have a lot of people bitching, Mike. Beyond that, because there's always that chance with the onside kick that you're going to have to go back on the field, but you go back on the field for the kickoff play. Your defense is gassed. It just went down the field or had the offense go down the field on it. Now it's got to go out there and defend this 4th and 15 play. But you know what? Stop them there and get off the field and win the game. Don't trust the special teams to save it for you. Go out there and do it yourself and stop that 4th and 15 play. Look, they need something like this for a very important reason. Roger Goodell was asked several years ago who he roots for, and he says he roots for whoever's trailing. They want teams to have a chance to come back. You don't want people checking out of games in the third quarter or early in the fourth quarter when they do the math and they realize there's no way in hell this team is going to get back into it. So the opportunity to keep possession, I think, is very real. You can still do the traditional onside kick, but the way this rule would work is twice per game you could do the fourth and 15 play. And the other twist to it that's fascinating, and this is something that Michael David Smith spotted and wrote about it yesterday at PFT, you could have a team go ahead late by three or four points and there's a few seconds left in the game. Instead of kicking off and risking that the opposing team is going to put together a Stanford band type of a play, you just do 4th and 15, and you run around and run out of bounds and kill the clock, 
And that's that. Yeah. Another thing I saw on the website that I knew obviously was going to come sooner rather than later, the contract negotiations starting this summer with Pat Mahomes. Is that because they can't secure an 18-wheeler with $100 bills yet and they're still waiting to get that? Because I'm assuming this is going to be the biggest contract this league has ever seen. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest contract the league has ever seen. And if I were Patrick Mahomes, I would press for a set percentage of the salary cap. Now, the problem is next year, the cap could go down, although I'll believe it when I see it because the league and its teams have an incentive to keep the cap high. The union has an incentive to keep the cap high. But one of the problems with these, and, and the, obviously the revenues could go down if there aren't fancy games this year, but you know, one of the problems with quarterback contracts is you sign the deal, within two or three years you've been leapfrogged by lesser players. If, if and when someone gets a specific percentage of the salary cap, their compensation, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18%, you're protected against the dynamic that we see time and again, where a guy becomes the highest paid quarterback in football, and then the next man up becomes the next highest paid quarterback in football. Either way, I think Patrick Mahomes should be setting a bar that is not going to be matched or exceeded anytime soon. But if the cap keeps going up, it's inevitable that someone is going to to end up with more money than he has, whether it's Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, whoever the next guy is that ends up back at the trough trying to get that big contract. Hey, Mike, uh, just get back on the other issue, the sky judge. Sounds like these coaches still like, hey, let's help those guys on the field. What do you think about the eighth game official? I love it. It's something we've been pushing for a long time time bridging the gap between what the seven officials on the field see with the naked eye in real time where they're trying not to get trampled by the gladiators and what the rest of us see at home we see it in super hd from every possible angle so put someone who knows the rules and ideally it would be a retired referee like an ed hockley somebody who maybe doesn't have the physical ability to run up and down the field but still knows the rules has seen a lot of different things and can chime in and say, you guys missed this, let's fix it. I like that as a supplement to the traditional replay system. You do it quickly, you do it efficiently, and again, it's people who know the rules, and it's people who see what we see and bridge that very important gap between what folks see at home and what folks see while they're out there trying to officiate. And it's important that the NFL do something. You know, it would be very tempting to just go back to pass interference rules without replay review and just say, oh, it's going to be 50 years before there's another debacle like the one we had between the Rams and the Saints. I think that's a dangerous approach, especially with more and more states legalizing gambling. I think they need to have a way to fix it. They need to have a way to, to account for the things that all of those eyeballs at home are seeing. So I like it. I hope it passes. I think it's going to be hard to pass it because they're all not in the same room together. You know, they're doing these things via video conference. It's just harder, I think, to get a good consensus. Hopefully they'll find a way to overcome that and get it passed. I saw the other day said with no butts in seats and all the parking and everything you get from a big crowd at home, your advertisement uh, and all that stuff and the amount of money, especially the Cowboys and Patriots would lose. But but the league overall was looking, well, I think I saw $5.5 billion dollars if that's a loss. So does that adjust everybody, uh, the contracts for the players? Will that adjust it if they go, hey, no butts in seats this year, boys. We're going to have to take less money, or what What happens there? I haven't heard a lot about that. Well, look, the, the contracts are set, and if they play even one game, the players are entitled to their full salary. Here's the dynamic that I think we'll see, though, and it's a good question. When you have players already who are older and they're due to make 6 or $7 million, uh, they get squeezed to take less in August because they recognize the team does that we've got a fifth-round draft pick that makes a hell of a lot less, a hell of a lot younger, he's a hell of a lot healthier, and the gap in talent isn't that great. We can save a lot of money here. So you cut the player, and we've seen that before. Well, I think we'll see it more prevalent this year. 
mid-level guys who are making more money, significantly more money than a lower-level rookie or you know first or second-year guy. I could see guys get cut. Uh, that's the way that I think teams will deal with it. There's not going to be an across the board, we're reducing the salary cap. There's going to be, we're going to reduce our budget and we're going to get rid of some of these older players. And uh, I think that's the way the NFL is going to handle it. And the other benefit from that for the, for the team, if you clear up $7 million cap space now and save $7 million in cash, carry over that cap space the next year. And if the cap does go down, you've got ways you can boost it up so you don't right. find yourself having to get rid of key players. Speaking of salary cap and contracts, you think Jerry Jones wants to keep Dak Prescott on the team? Well, yes. Fair question, because Big Cat and I were talking about this today on PFT Live. If it were Patrick Mahomes, it's a no-brainer. You get it right. done. If it's Dak Prescott, why isn't it done? Yeah, if, it's, if it's not a no-brainer, then maybe they shouldn't be paying him $35 million a year. But here's the problem. The Cowboys have used not just the regular franchise tag, the exclusive franchise tag. They have put an offer on the table of $31.4 million for one year of football. That dictates their value of him on a long-term deal, and it shows that they believe in him. They're willing to pay him $31.4 million for one year, and if they tag him next year, it's $37.68 million. So they believe in him. They want him to be their quarterback, but they didn't want to let him get to the open market. They chose to use the franchise tag. They chose to use the highest level so nobody could say, hey, we'll try to steal it from you, and we'll give you two first-round picks. That's what they think of him. So if that's what they think of him as it relates to the rules of the franchise tag, they need to pay him. It's that simple. To answer your question, the answer's in plain sight. They use the highest possible franchise tag to keep him from even talking to another team, and they're willing to pay him $31.4 million this year if they can't do a long-term deal. And Stephen Jones, the team's COO, told me a couple of weeks ago, there's absolutely no way they'll rescind the franchise tender. Because I'll tell you what, if they really wanted to make it difficult for Dak Prescott, if he doesn't do a long-term deal by July 15, the deadline for doing a multi-year contract, rescind the franchise tender and say, hey, Dak, good luck getting anything on the open market. Right. Everybody's got their right. contract. Who's going to pay him yeah. $30 million, $35 million? Nobody at that point. Hey, Mike, uh, I saw you and Sims and King talking about the little hot topic down here, and that's uh, what's going to happen with Tua. Is it going to be an open competition? Is Fitzpatrick, because of the Chan Gailey thing and the way it ended, way out in front, the injury come into play? Do they really want to sit him? What do you think plays out with uh, with Tua this year? Brian Flores is going to pay, uh, play the best guy, and he's not going to think about, well, I need to get reps for Tua because if I get reps for him this year, he'll be better next year. He'll reach his ceiling faster. Flores wants to win, and we saw it last year when it was Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and all logic and common sense pointed to letting Josh Rosen develop and take his lumps and reach his ceiling, whatever his ceiling is. We still don't know what Josh Rosen is going to be, but Flores got to the point where he didn't care. Fitzpatrick's the guy. And you know what? I said this when they traded for Josh Rosen last year. If Rosen can't beat out Fitzpatrick, there's the answer to the question. You know, Tua should be able to beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, and if he does, he's he's the guy. And if Brian Flores thinks that Fitzpatrick is is more prepared and better suited to play, then it'll be Fitzpatrick, even if it slows down the ultimate development of Tua. And it's easy to justify that because you can say, well, you know what, we're giving him more time to let that hip heal and to kind of learn the game by watching Ryan Fitzpatrick. But it's a pure meritocracy. The fact that Tua is the fifth overall pick in the draft, I don't think is going to influence the decision. And then the follow-up to that, uh, Zach and I were talking, what about Josh Rosen? We hear that there's offers out there. How good offer 
And how desperate is somebody going to be to trade for Josh Rosen? Well, here's the thing. Josh Rosen has two years left on a wage scale rookie contract. It doesn't pay very much at all. When they traded for him, and I need to go back and see the numbers now, but when they traded for him, it was $6 million total for three years. The Cardinals had already given him like $17 million of the $23 million contract that he signed. $6 million for three years, $2 million a year, that's a steal for a backup yep. quarterback. And here's the thing you have, to, you have to take into account. The moment you trade Josh Rosen, what happens if Ryan Fitzpatrick pops an Achilles? What happens right. if Tua has an injury? Then you yeah. only have one Good quarterback. Point. So for that money, you keep Josh Rosen uh, because you never know when you're going to need Josh Rosen. So I, I think that you know, unless somebody's going to basically replace what you gave up to get him, uh, I, I don't think you even entertain the possibility of trading him, especially if one of the teams that wants to trade for him is the Patriots. And I don't know that it's the Patriots, but there's plenty of speculation that one of the teams out there that's interested in him is New England. What about the uh, the two stadiums out west? I know that uh, on the, the website you're talking about the Raiders Stadium, the L.A. Stadium and the Vegas Stadium. Uh, are they going to be ready? Are we, are we, do we think they're going to be ready in time? Well, look, we've got different definitions of what ready means if you're not going to have fans. That's the great unknown that's for the point. NFL at this point. And, mm. you know, it's, 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 if you don't have the bathrooms done, who cares uh, if the fans aren't going to be there? You don't right, need to have the bathrooms right, done. Right. Keep an eye on that dynamic. In, in, I think that every state that has an NFL team will allow, at a minimum, those teams to play in empty stadiums. I think California came around this week. Gavin Newsom, the governor of the state, said that pro sports can return in June. I think somebody got to him and said, you're going to lose a lot of tax money. You know, these teams are just going to go somewhere else and play their games. We'll find a way for them to play here. The question is, will we have a scenario where Florida allows the stadiums to be open, but California doesn't? What kind of disparity does that create if one team has a home field advantage and another team doesn't? And scientifically, the thing to keep an eye on here is any study and any development relating to what it means to be positive for the coronavirus antibody? Because there was something out of Korea this week. The idea that if you've had it, you can't, you know, you can, you can get it, you can have the virus in you, but it's not going to affect you and you can't pass it to someone else. If that's what happens, then basically what the teams can say in any state is, Hey, go get tested for the antibody. If you're positive, you can come to the games. So that that's you know several months before we get to the point where stadiums are either going to be open or not open. But that's the big wild card here. And for the LA and the Vegas stadium, it may not matter if they're ready for fans. Depending upon what happens from a medical research standpoint, it could be that every stadium is open. Hey, Mike. Just so you know, if anybody has a problem, you hear about the Florida governor will take everything, anything that's got. We got a <laughs> zillion places to play. But, but here's the thing: if there's not going to be fans, guys. We don't even have to play the games in NFL Stadium. I was talking to a coach about this last week. You play, you play in high school. You know, as long as you can put the cameras there and capture the right angles, and as long right. as you're comfortable with the field, it may be that they have to tear up whatever field is there and put down a brand-new field turf, NFL-quality surface. You could bring the entire NFL to the state of Florida and play all the games there. You know, and I doubt it. I'd be shocked at this point if it comes to that, and I don't think players are going to agree to it. They're not going to want to leave their families. They're not going to want to be walled off in a hotel for four months, and good luck getting all the guys to honor the boundaries of the biodome. They're they're young, and they want to go out, and they want to live their lives, and they will escape. They'll go over a wall if they have to to get out. So I I think that that they will find a way to play the games in the team stadiums. Who knows? We may have fans in most, if not all, of the stadiums by the time Labor Day weekend rolls around. I hear that. I'll say this, when it comes to the NFL, to me it's a lot like pizza and sex. I'll take it how I can get it, and I'll enjoy it. That came out wrong, but you get my drift. 
Let's catch the drift of the Dan Levitard show. I mean, I believe that A-Rod would have liked to have the Marlins, but like when you see Jeter sitting there all alone eating sad popcorn in like the 14th inning on a Wednesday game, I don't think he's doing that to make sure A-Rod couldn't be sitting in that seat. Ding, ding, ding. That's just five minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you know it's a feel-good Friday, so let's feel good with some of these good vibes. You better do it now. Right now. You better do it now. Before you wash your That's Derek Lara with the Stamina All-Stars telling you, you better do it now. Do it now because it's a three-day weekend or it's a four-month weekend or some people, you don't even know it's the weekend. Nonetheless, time's going to get away from you. I know it's going to get away from me very soon once I get off of work. It's Funky Buddha happy hour all the next three days. Nonetheless, one more time, Feel Good Friday, hashtag Feel Good Friday, at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. This is Derek Lara with the Stamina All-Stars. Going to be getting into some more of that this weekend, too, man. That's some good music right there, making you feel good. Dan Levitard Show, always making you feel good right here on 560 The Joe. Weekdays from 10 to 1. Earlier today, he and the guys weighed in on A-Rod, Jeter. Are they fighting over the Marlins? Also, open up the club and bad shows. They happen. Billy, did the story live up to the hype in terms of what you found out that you usually don't have any access to? Because when these rich people fight, you never find out about the details. Uh, it was, you know, it was a cute story that, that David told. I'm, I'm kind of worried, if I'm going to be honest with you. I know he doesn't like me, but I'm kind of worried. Like, he, he's very, he really doesn't like Derek Jeter, like, at all. I don't think Derek Jeter cared at all about that bus. I think that he was just like, okay, fine, there's some bus that's gone. I just feel like, you know, we got to let go of the Jeter thing. And I also don't believe that Derek Jeter bought the Marlins just so A-Rod couldn't. That, I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Wow, Mike believes that. Mike says he believes that. Man, A-Rod and Jeter, that is an interesting relationship. And I learned from sources other than Samson that Jeter and uh, A-Rod were going after the Marlins. Like, yeah. in that's not just a Sam, Samson concoction. That was something that, you know, led A-Rod back to Miami. He would have loved to have the Marlins. I mean, I believe that A-Rod would have liked to have the Marlins, but like when you see Jeter sitting there all alone eating sad popcorn in like the 14th inning on a Wednesday game, I don't think he's doing that to make sure A-Rod couldn't be sitting in that seat, you know? (laughs) That's a good point. I I don't believe that Derek Jeter got into Major League Baseball ownership because he just wanted to hold that over Alex Rodriguez, but the second that Alex Rodriguez became interested in the same team, I do believe that there was a secondary goal. Don't you think, Billy, that uh, A-Rod is going after the Mets? The Mets were $2.6 billion for 80% of the Mets, and A-Rod tried to get into that game with J-Lo and uh, with J.P. Morgan as well, and still... They didn't have what was necessary to make that conquest. You don't think that A-Rod absolutely wants to compete with Jeter and the competition to be ownership of a team because of and around Jeter? Both of them, obviously, you want to make money too, but you don't think that you think the competition between them just dies as soon as they retire? 
So you think that he wanted the Mets because they could be a division rival? I think he just think wants, about that. He wants hmm. to have the status, man. Look, A-Rod was a better player than Jeter. People don't know that. People don't think that. A-Rod is viewed as a cheater who's popular, but most people in terms of the mythology and uh, the, the things that are around Jeter, they're all the things A-Rod wanted. A-Rod wanted to be viewed the way Jeter is viewed in New York. And so I, man, I think it's fascinating uh, that David Sam and absolutely during the sale of this team, which sold for hundreds of millions of dollars more than it should have sold, was driving up the price by making Jeter and A-Rod think that the other one wanted the show. Why wouldn't you believe wanted the team? Why wouldn't you believe that, Billy? How much of, as an aside, how much does that suck for David Sampson, where it was his job to get as much money for the owner as possible to bring someone in to fire him? Like, that sucks. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but I mean, $1.2 billion doesn't suck. But to Billy's point, it has never seemed that, like, a sadder time to be Derek Jeter and a more exciting time to be Alex Rodriguez. I mean, are we certain A-Rod really didn't win by losing out on the Marlins? Ah, so finally, there you go, Stugatz. <laughs> this is the way that he gets ahead of Jeter. Finally, at the very end. On my hands and knees, let's go and open up the club. Dugats, explain to me what was happening here during the break where you were surprised that I said that this had been a good show because it has been a good show, even though every apocalypse on earth has befallen us. Mike Ryan doesn't agree that it's a good show. Which side are you on? I think Mike Ryan doesn't know if it's been a good show yet because he's been dealing with so much stuff. Uh, I was wondering, I think we're all surprised to hear you say it. You have handled today remarkably well. That's a good job out of you because I, I know today's been Stugatz, I don't think there's been a day. I'm honest to God. I don't think there's been a day in my history in radio that had more bleep ups than today. Like, yeah. and the fact that we were able to mask 95% of them, I think we masked Ooh, 95%. It was, of a, them. it was a fairly recent terrible first day out at Radio Row. That's the only one that I was just like, man, the technical aspect. It's been a, you know, I kind of feel alive to have the jolt of technology failing you at every turn. Like you, I'm only about 70% sure anybody can hear this right now, which is not a great feeling. So, uh, yeah, no, I feel pretty strongly, Pat Show. I think, well, no, I go the other way. I'm kind of with Dan. I think the technical stuff makes you so exhausted and disconnects you from the show so much that you don't realize when the mics were actually turned on, what we produced was fairly decent. Hold so on I, a second. I tend to side with Dan there. All right, hold on a second. I'm going to put Bristol in a bad spot here. Uh, Bristol, who's running the board right now? Because we change it every 15 minutes up there. Who's up there running the board right now? Uh, this is Pat. Pat, how has today's show been? Get past the technical elements of it where, where things have gone wrong. Just listening to the show today, how do you feel about the show? Was it a good show? Or was it a bad show? It's been a glorious train wreck. Yes! That's yeah. what we're going for that's all the time! Yes. yes! We did Pat! it! Pat! Pat! <laughs> yes! Yes, it's been a glorious, glorious train wreck. And your driver, me, is about to drink himself into oblivion. <laughs> the weekend is here, and I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Our beer holder. One or the other. Got some debate up, though, for you. Can't let you go without a good debate on a Friday from Hawk and Crowder. I think the chicken tender subs, and I love public subs, I think the chicken tender subs, they took on this life of their own. I think they're a little bit overrated. <laughs> wow. Bull butter. Bull butter. Yeah, I think they're a little overrated. The gloves are off in five minutes on the Best of the Joe Show. My love. 
Welcome back to the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. You got to be feeling good this Friday, three day weekend, maybe on a four month weekend, or just having a weekend, or just having a good day, making you feel good with some reggae music from Derek Laura with the Stamina All Stars. From his album Solid, which is out now, 15 bangers on there make you say, I re. Derek Laura with the Stamina All Stars, the song I Wish. And I Wish, Hawk and Crowder, we're still on the radio, fighting about public subs. We're going to get to that in just a minute. First, we're going to talk about more creative music from Solana. A little bit of pillow talk, and then the great pub sub debate. Oh, yeah. And then afterwards, we're going to come back and play you some of those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Incredible. What is this, Solana? El Alfa. This is El Alfa, too? I'm telling you, this guy dropped an album with 20-plus slappers. Like, just wow. straight perreo slappers. What was the one we heard yesterday? Pa 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 pa. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta download this this weekend. What type of music is this called, Salama? Uh, this is a uh, reggaeton. Reggaeton music no. for sure. Yeah. I like reggaeton. Don't dip me. This is not. This is something. I like this. Crank it up a little. I want a picture like this weekend. I'm drinking a funky Buddha hard seltzer out in the backyard. This is cranked up. Give me some more. Oh yeah. No, let's go. You better, have some, you better have some cocaine next to your funky booty if you want to enjoy this. What are you talking about? This gives you the effect of that. This now there's bangs. Come on. This slaps. Crank it up, Solana. Who's this? El Alfa. El Alfa. I dig it. Something amazing happened at the Hockman House this morning, and uh, it set off a whole chain of events uh, here on the radio program. So this morning, I noticed there's a package outside at the front door. I go, I get it. There's no return address. There's uh, no card inside it. There is just, in this package, a pillow. And on one side of the pillow is a picture of Ron Washington, and on the other side of the pillow is a picture, of course, of Andre Agassi. Of course. Now, if you've listened to this show on a regular basis, you know for about two days we were mired in the worst sports debate in history. In history. There's Marino Montana, MJ LBJ. Like, there is myriad sports debates. Never has the merits of Ron Washington been debated versus the merits of Andre Agassi. Different sports, different generations, I, 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 totally different careers. I mean, one of them was 
awful. And one of them was great. <laughs> but that was Solana's bag of bits. Solana has yeah. a bag of bits. And uh, he, I, I don't even remember how it came about. What Was it Celebrity Birthdays? It was. Celebrity Birthdays. Uh, but you guys mentioned uh, Andre Agassi and Crowder immediately just sung his praises. Immediately just sung his praises. Yeah. Oh, he's one, I he's love one of the greatest. He's right. one of the greatest t- tennis players. And then you mentioned uh, Ron Washington and Crowder just blurted out, Drug addict. Right. That's what he's known for. <laughs> cocaine. And I took issue with it. Yeah, but then it it just kind of generated into a debate over Ron Washington. Could have been a Hall of Famer. Like, he had Hall of Fame number. It was the dumbest thing. And somehow we started asking other guests about it. It, it, was, it was unbelievable. Ron Washington and Andre Agassi. So I open up this package. Go to my Instagram, by the way. There's video of it. I'm telling you, you'll be mesmerized at the beauty of this pillow on my couch. <laughs> like, I have it there on my couch. It's beautiful. The Ron Washington <laughs> picture, whoever you use to print this pillow, is just perfect, Solana. My uh, Instagram is Radio Mark Hockman. The video, I'm telling you, it's a great-looking pillow. This will be part of the Hockman household for many years to come. So, are you going to keep it on your couch, correct? Yes. So, with all that you just said, are you going to keep the Ron Washington picture turned over or the Agassi picture in front? Well, it depends who's coming over. I think I know what you're saying, but <laughs> if you could clarify. <laughs> oh, Dr. Chuck is coming over. Hey, uh, turn it around for Agassi, will you? It was a little bit of Agassi there. What about when I'm on the way? <laughs> oh, Crowder's coming over. Hey, flip around to uh, Ron Washington, <laughs> would you? Because praising Solana just makes our show terrible because he gets just he goes into a tank or something. Mm-hmm. It's weird. If you praise him, he goes into the tank. Yep. Gets a big head, feels like he earned the next big contract and doesn't play <laughs> out the rest of the season. But when I found out that he sent it like it was that was funny Solana I don't know if it was a mistake one of those uh what is it uh can't get right life mistakes but that was funny as hell yeah to make a joke that you know you're not gonna get the payoff like the the best way to make that joke is to send it the way he did not say oh guess what you're gonna get something funny in the mail in a couple days like you know what I mean like this happened several weeks ago never thought of it again open this package today here is this I had no idea who was from I was wondering how one of the listeners got my home address rick and davy sent you a package (laughs) yeah that's an amazing joke by you i mean really an amazing joke crowder to your point a couple months ago you guys uh kept telling me i'm not funny i'm just not a funny person hawk Mm -hmm. told me you know some people aren't funny naturally but they use prop comedy i'm all in on the prop comedy (laughs) it worked man you are the new carrot top i've accepted i've accepted i'm not funny but i can use prop comedy to be funny i'm all in did it jack that i'm telling you go look at my instagram radio mark hockman you will see visual proof that solana is funny in fact we're gonna be up against it because we got to get a uh sports update in here solana did an update yesterday at five o'clock you know talking about his bag of bits and the the sometimes he pulls a pillow out of the bag of bits other times he does funny pronunciation he just he loves to go fishing yesterday at five o'clock solana delivered this to us in his uh, headlines demarcus ware he told andrew siciliano of nfl network that there, do that that there is no way that's his name siciliano <laughs> <laughs> that there is no way 
<laughs> went straight to the Sopranos. Great. There's no way LeBron would have been able to block him had LeBron joined the NFL. However, he still believes LeBron could have made a really good tight end in the NFL. Finally, <laughs> a, ma- damn knee broke. a mayor great. of a town in Peru, Jaime... <laughs> Jaime Rolando Urbina Torres posed as a dead coronavirus victim by lying in a coffin to avoid being arrested for violating lockdown rules. Jaime Rolando Urbina Torres was still detained right. for violating. You were, I mean, you were like a comedian, and you were killing it in Radio City Music Hall. I mean, you just you had the audience eating out of your hand yesterday. That was amazing, Andrew Siciliano. He did that specifically to annoy us, and it worked. He did. He did. But man, those pillows, that that pillow that he sent me today, I am telling you, I think he improved the value of my home. I I think if that, like, (laughs) if you're talking about the staging of your home, you know, if you're uh, you're selling your home, the staging of the property is very important. You get one of these Ron Washington, Andre Agassi pillows. You raise the price right there. You know, me and my wife are in the real estate, man. I need to get a couple of them. I'm telling you, it is excellent, man. No, I don't want to buy this house. Have you seen the pillow? Oh, uh, thank you so much. Let's get uh, let's get actual current headlines now from our friend Alejandro Solana. The NHL Players Association's executive board are voting on a 2014 playoff proposal as the official return to play format. Results are expected by tonight. All right. Tom Brady, he released a trailer for an upcoming documentary on his life and career. It's going to be called Man in the Arena. It's set to release on ESPN in 2021. All right. I will watch that. I don't know how interesting it'll be. Finally, guys, this is kind of a big deal for me. My roommate, he's been a Publix employee for 10 years. He admitted to me yesterday he has never tried a Publix chicken tender sub. Yeah, pretty shocking admission, I guess, for someone that's worked there for 10 years. Although I think the chicken tender subs, and I love public subs, I think the chicken tender subs, they took on this life of their own. I think they're a little bit overrated. <laughs> wow. Bull butter. Bull butter. Yeah, I think they're a little overrated. Overrated from what? Delicious, hot, sweet, juicy chicken with ranch and lettuce? Come on, man. Get out of here, Hawk. I love a public sub. I like a turkey breast sub. I love the boar's head turkey. I'm a big fan of a pub sub. I just feel like the chicken tender subs took on this life of their own, that they're magical, and I think they're a little overrated. Cold turkey over hot chicken? Well, now you're debating, is turkey better than a, a chicken nugget? No, 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 and, and no, no I'm just saying, on, on a, you just said it, on bread, you prefer cold the, turkey the over preferable, hot chicken. Correct. The preferable public sub, the preferable pub sub is turkey breast and Swiss, boar's head turkey and Swiss over a chicken tender sub. Oh, boy, you're on the island, Hawk. You're on the island. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'm speaking the truth. I've heard criticisms that when you get the chicken tender sub, oftentimes it's not prepared well because the person making it doesn't want to take the time to cut up the chicken tenders correctly. They're not spreading the sauce out proportionately, and it's a little too much bread. Those are fair criticisms, but throw those out the window. It's the best sub at Publix, hands down. My roommate Jared is an idiot. Like... You've worked there 10 years. You've never tried it. What's wrong with this guy? (laughs) No, Solana, I agree with you. Jerry's an idiot because he lives with you. I don't even know the guy, (laughs) but 
he's <laughs> I question his decision making already. But no, I'm with you on that, bro. The people behind me in the pub sub line, they hate me because I'll tell them off back. A little more honey mustard right there between those other lines. Wait, you, lettuce uh, on the bottom. Lettuce. You're on a the micromanager. Top. You're a oh, micromanager I, at the pub sub line. Bro, at the pub sub line when they're making my sub, I give them hell. You see that hole, a jalapeno right in that hole between the olives. <laughs> I tell them every single thing to do. I am creating a. a I'm an artist and this is my canvas and I can watch it be painted. You're not the artist. You're the customer. The person making the sandwich is the artist. I'm the chef. He's the sous chef. Sous chef. Onion between the olives right there. Yeah, make a a percentage sign Mm. with the onion right there between the olives. If you want to go all all in, you can tell them to put the chicken nuggets or chicken tenders once they've cut them up into a bag and then put the sauce in the bag, shake it up, and then lay it out on your sub. If if you want to go all in. God, I mean. The the Miami Dolphin pub sub that had the chicken tenders tossed in honey mustard. Oh, God. Everything that Publix employees are going through during this crazy time, you're going to sit there and tell them to shake it up in a bag and grab this particular jalapeno pepper. And you guys should be ashamed of yourself. I got to do the Publix Publix on Flamingo right across the street from that big-ass church. There's a dude that when he sees me walk in, He'll tell his his coworkers I got Crowder because he knows I'm about to give him hell, and he'll come over and he knows all my rules, and he he's, he's my dude. That's, I don't know yeah. his name; he can't be my dude, dude. But that's my <laughs> dude. Boar's head turkey with Swiss cheese—that's the MJ of pub subs, and that chicken tender sub—that's Scotty Burrell. Yeah. You know what? I, I love I love me some boar's head turkey. I do it all the time. But you said the Swiss—you gotta go with the provolone. You gotta go with the provolone, Ooh. Hawk Swiss. That's what do you Swiss? think, Solana? Swiss or provolone? No, I mean that's a that's a good debate. A little Swiss, a little provolone. I think if it's a turkey right, give sub, us weather. Provolone. Right <laughs> Nine syllables, seven letters. Excuse me, sir. Can I get the? Uh, I'm gonna get a boar's head turkey, please. I want some mayo on that. Maybe a little bit of vinegar and oil. Uh, lettuce, banana peppers, and some of the provolone. <laughs> Let me get an sc- extra slice of provolone. Adding a, adding a J in there. Toasted. I don't know why. <laughs> Throwing out the cheese right there. Oh, man. Publix subs, they are kind of like what I was saying about the NFL. When it comes to pizza sex, I'll take them however I can get them, and I will love them. So I'm going to play Peacemaker right now. I do think the Chicken Finger sub is the best sub they have. So point to Crowder and Solana, but I do like Swiss cheese over provolone. So, point to Hawkman. Point to you, because you're getting these highlights, Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers the week that was on the show right now. Hawkman highlights. Highlights. Crowder crowd pleasers. Crowd pleasers. Bienvenidos al hockey Crowder show. Brought to you in Miami. Hi. Whoopi Goldberg. I never saw that 70s show, but it was very what? popular. I lived it. Uh, that was good. I'm black. So you're saying Bigfoot is a foot? Hey, can you put the home run derby on? Wait, what is that? Is that, uh, is that a movie? Huh? I didn't ask you to put on Sandlot. Highlight. The Dow Jones is up over 1,000 points right now. Talk to me, baby. Whoopi Goldberg. Berg. Berg. Goiter is 40. Isn't that something in your throat? Gautier. Oh, my bad. Gautier, yeah. My Gautier. bad. I read that wrong. He had one hit song. Do you remember what the song was, Solana? Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Used to know. Somebody you 
Now that's a crowd pleaser. Beady pop! Boop, 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 boop! What is that Morse code? What are you doing? I love Shannon Sharp, because you know I love a speech impediment. 748, move it once to the left, that's 74.8, that's 10%. Move it twice to the left, that's 1%, that's 7.48. Or just divide 6 from 748, and you get .008, which is the answer. Oh, divide six from right. So instead of dividing seven hundred, oh my god, why? I'm fifty years old. I don't even need this crap anymore. I'm not interested. Can you give us the weather? I'm black. Back in my day, we'd go to the Orange Bowl. Urine would drip on us, and we were healthy. <laughs> but I do remember their pizza's pretty good. Yes, and, thank you. Uh, this I is why. My, this is why he uh, and I are soulmates. Did Boondalisa host uh, Entertainment Tonight? <laughs> I swear you couldn't be like, oh, no, no, that's Lionel Messi's ex-wife. Oh, Boonda. How do you, pronou- how do you pronounce Boondaliza? Bundesliga, Hawk. Are you sure it's not Boondaliza? So are we having breakfast or are we having Halloween? What, what are we doing here? Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network. That Don't dirt- do that. I'm black. Whoopi Goldberg. Houston, You know I love a speech impediment. <laughs> I'm pleased. As you can tell, always having a good time on the Hawk and Crowder show weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. If you want to hear those Hawkman highlights, Crowder crowd pleasers again, download it for absolutely free wherever you get your podcast. Also, you can go to the radio.com app or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Got any questions? I'll tell it to you nice and slow, answer you the best I can on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. Now, Nick Saban. He came out with a PSA on wearing your mask during this whole coronavirus lockdown. I say day late and a dollar short because the best coach in the SEC, my man, Coach O at LSU, he's already done a couple of PSAs telling you, wear your mask, cough in the elbow. But nonetheless, it is important that we stay safe during these times. So let's give equal time to Nick Saban and his PSA during this pandemic. Hey, big guy, you need to be staying six feet away from me. And haven't I told you you have to wear a mask when you're in this building? I mean, come on, big Al. We're supposed to be practicing social distancing, which means we have to be six feet away from each other. Don't worry, big Al. We've all been there before, buddy. Let's go get you a mask. All of us want to make sure we play football this fall. And to make that happen, we must be sure we stay at home if we have symptoms, wash your hands often, follow all social distancing guidelines, and please wear a mask anytime you're around other people. Man, Sabin just dripping with personality. Ugh. Coach O did it better, but I'm just talking about football right now. He also did the PSAs better. I've been spitting enough hate right now. A lot of people loved the last dance documentary about Michael Jordan. Some people didn't. One of those people that did not like it, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas kind of shocked on the way MJ called him things, kind of just demeaned him a little bit. So let's hear Isaiah Thomas talking about a-holes. I was shocked to hear that from him because he and his producer, they actually approached me to sit down and and do the interview uh, for The Last Dance. I didn't know that. This is what was coming because 
you know, he and I have been to dinner uh, before. He, Amar Rashad, and I have been to dinner before. Uh, we've seen each other in, in different places at NBA functions, and I never got any type of animosity or bad feelings from him towards me. I don't have any bad feelings towards Michael Jordan, or have I ever had any bad feelings towards Michael Jordan. There you go. Taking the high road, Isaiah Thomas. He doesn't always do that, so very nice. Of course, no more last dance this weekend. What are you going to do? I'm going to watch some Bundesliga. I'm also going to try to catch some Netflix. Tonight I'm watching Magnolia. Never seen Magnolia. Heard that it is a wild ride for three hours, and I got the time. Then Uncut Jewels coming out on Netflix Monday. Got to watch that so we can all update it with the JFig update on the Hawk and Crowder show. Hope you have a great weekend. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcast, radio.com app, and wqam.com. This is the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 